On today's episode of The Key, we talk about a lot of geek news, like the thousandth issue of Action Comics. Uh, where were you guys when Action Comics 1 came out? I was um, growing my hair out. Oh. I was uh, lost in the time stream after defeating a criminal. Uh, 1938. It was a good year. Coming at you from Comic Quest in sunny Southern California, this is The Keeg. I'm your host, Dimitra Pereira, and today we've got a lot of geek news to talk about, as usual, and I can't do it alone. That's why I brought in my two friends, uh, the amazing Marcus Garrett. Hey, hey, what up? And Fernando Funes. What's up? How's it going? Uh, how are you guys doing today? You know what? It's uh, It's been a great weekend i've had so much to do and i've done none of it and um <laughs> and so uh i'm enjoying being not productive at all yeah well thanks for coming on the show and adding to your non-productivity this is the most productive thing that i've done so thank you for making me put on clothes yeah that's that's fair it's like you got a pile of laundry at home that you got to do but you're here yes. uh, doing something really really important exactly uh fernando how you doing Dude, I love this comic book shop. What's it called again? Like, it's wow. called Comic Quest. This is a really cool comic book shop. They got all kinds of issues. Yeah. Their trade selection is pretty sick. They got some back issues. I could use more back issues. We love back issues. But everything else, it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, I feel like comic book stores, like, double down on, like, three core things, which are back issues, trades, and, like, merchandise. Yeah. And this one's like, has a pretty strong score. Yeah. It's really strong on two of them. The yeah. merch is crazy here. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at, like, our table, uh, a lot of these pop figurines aren't technically ours. At least my two aren't actually owned by me. Uh, They're from the store. They got a lot of pop figurines here. No, they do. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just crazy how much stuff they have here. It's like, it's like you could probably spend hours here and, like, discover new stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Comic Quest is uh, really nice to us. So if you guys are in Lake Forest, California, or nearby uh, South Orange County, uh, come out to Comic Quest over here because there's a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, and this big game room that we have if you guys like gaming. Uh, International Tabletop Day is coming up on April 28th. So they're going to do a big thing here. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to have like vendors and stuff and like doing oh, different wow. things. And uh, I mean, they got a lot of games if you look over there. They got a lot of games like people can play. Uh, so that's pretty cool too. That's awesome. See yeah. King of Tokyo. It's one of my personal favorites. Yeah. It's like um, Rampage. Except with more monsters. Oh. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Did you guys see Rampage? The movie? No. Um, it was supposed to come out next week. Yeah. And I scheduled two of my guests for next week's episode. I told them, watch Rampage. Uh, but it came out a week earlier than it was supposed to. Oh, because I, so I think what happened there is this. Is that a few months ago, uh, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. tweeted, hey, why doesn't Avengers uh, Age of... Uh, not Age of... Uh, Thanos. Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Why doesn't it come out earlier? And then Marvel was like, sure. So the release date for the new Avengers film got bumped earlier. To the 27th? Yeah, and that affected yeah. everything. So I think Rampage, they felt like, well, we should... At least have two weeks yeah. in Rampage? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, Marcus. <coughs> uh, Marcus, what are you all about right now? You know, a lot of things that's just been like, I've been obsessing over is the new God of War game. Um, is it out already? No, it comes out next Friday. It, it, it comes out on 420, and I'm taking <laughs> and I'm taking a day off work, and um, I'm really nervous that like that my that my supervisors are going to think that I'm taking work off to go blaze it. Yeah. And no, I'm I'm like literally just going to be playing God of War. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. No, no, I'm sure no. There's a lot of people who are going to be smoking weed and playing God of War. Sure. Yeah. But, but I'm but I'm <laughs> but of War. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag that. Well, make him, make sure they watch this. So Dimitri, you got to release this before then. Before so four twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that way he's covered. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> the, this is kind of like my my um doctor's note. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Doctor Green Thumb. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Fernando, what are you all about right now? Uh, I've been reading tons of memoirs by Tobias Wolf. Uh, he's or novels as well. He's a he's a writing teacher at Stanford University. And uh, about a year ago, I went to a, 
a bookstore, a used bookstore, and I found a book that was recommended like in this like top ten memoir thing. I bought it. I didn't read it. That's what I do. I buy a lot of books, but I won't read them like right away. Yeah. And then like maybe a year later, I'll like, oh, I bought this. I should read it. So I read it. I read it, like in three or four days actually. Like I read it, like like in two hour spurts a night. Yeah. And I was like, I need more. So I went to another used bookstore, and like in their recent arrival section. His other book was there. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit. I read that like in four or five days. And then I went to Barnes and & Nobles, and I'm like, oh, he's out of memoirs. He has novels, though. I was able to find a novel of his, and I was able to – I'm already like halfway done with it. I read like five pages before I came over here. So I really like his prose and stuff. It's really uh, honest, touching, and like self-deprecating. Yeah. I guess I dig that for some reason. Do you like um – do you like owning the books, or do you just like kind of read them and then that's it? Do you like put it on your bookshelf? Like, oh, dude, I got like three bookshelves at home. Yeah, yeah, I have so many books. My best friend actually like got tired of it because my best friend kind of like lives with us at, at home. He's kind of yeah. like a part-time family member. Yeah, he got so tired of all the books around my house. He literally bought an extra bookshelf just to have all the books that like were just had like homeless. Yeah, yeah, were, like, yeah, yeah. we're shelfless. Give those books a home. Yeah. So I love, yeah, I love to read uh, memoirs, especially memoirs, like my like preferred genre. I guess. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I, uh, the only book books I read are like nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like if I, re- if I want fiction, if I want those fictional stories, then, uh, I can watch a movie, watch a TV show, read a comic book. You know what, man? I 100% agree with you. Cause when you're reading a comic book, it's a great fictional story. Yeah. You know, uh, whether it's like in a trade paperback or you're going every month to buy your like monthly issue. Yeah. It's a great fictional story. So I don't feel like I'm lacking in that arena. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I love Malcolm Gladwell. Like all of his like nonfiction books are like amazing. I started off with um, Outliers, uh, which I think was on like an episode of um, The Daily Show. And I heard about it in passing. And then I'm like, and then later on, like a year later, I checked it out. Oh, it's so good. There's Blink, there's Tipping Point, Outliers. I haven't gotten to the Goliath. What's it called? There's like oh, a David yeah. Goliath one. David versus Goliath. Uh, like about that. big versus small, like big businesses versus small businesses and like different things like that. Um, and he has a podcast. I listened to the first season, didn't listen to the second, but he's that's, amazing, man. That's cool, man. Yeah. What are you going to do, Dimitri? What's well, I mean, that, I mean, I guess. I haven't read so much uh, uh, lately, like nonfiction or anything. Uh, what I'm really into right now is editing this show. Uh, that's a lot. Of, it'll take a lot of time. Um, but uh, watching, I'm falling behind now that I have like a real full-time job. Falling behind my TV because I used to watch a lot of TV. Like two, three shows a day. Uh, There's so many comic book TV shows now, right? Yeah, and I'm trying to keep up with all of them. Damn. Uh, except Arrow, I've fallen behind, and I'm like, ah, Arrow, I've talked about this for the last couple episodes, Arrow has been sucking this season, it's horrible, and I wish it would get canceled, and it sucks, because that was like a big love of mine, was Arrow, uh, when it first started, and uh, I want it to die. It's, it's like one of those things, like, Whoa. put it put it out of its misery. I do. you Because now in those, in, those, in those shows, you can take some of those characters and move them to different shows, yeah. especially like Legends of Tomorrow. You can move them to Legends and be fine. Do you think Arrow can be recovered? No. No. Uh, only if you kill Felicity. Because that's actually what weighs it down. People on the subreddit have been talking about it for years. Um, the, the producer of the show, Mark Guggenheim, um, supposedly is such a big uh, Felicity Oliver fan that like it's the central part of the story now. Mm. Is Felicity Black Widow? No. no. Wait, Black Widow? Black Canary? Black no, Canary's no, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously not a DC. Guy. They killed Black Canary. What? They they killed her to make Felicity his one true love, which is so stupid. It is so stupid, and I hate it. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about killing Arrow right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what though? I can empathize though because there's certain TV shows that like you love them, but once they pass a certain point, you're like, just end it. Yeah, jumping that shark. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you know, shows. I mean, what's the quote from Dark Knight? Uh, live long enough to see yourself become a villain. It's either you die yeah. a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain, yeah. right? Uh, and there's always that meme of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Is there? No, because that meme most popular, right? Yeah, yeah. There's always like that meme. It's like uh, uh, you have to die a hero, and they show like Hogan in the '80s. Yeah, or or. Uh, 
live long enough to become the villain. That's after his whole like scandal of oh, like, yeah. Gawker and that racist comment he made yeah. and stuff mm. like that. So it's just funny. Yeah. Even though I think he's like on the upswing again because he was in the Under the Giant documentary for yeah. HBO. Mm. So I'm sure that's going to like revitalize his career again. Uh, it's, it's funny how certain celebrities can have a like come back from scandal and certain bo- uh, per, uh, boys, certain people can't. Colin Kaepernick still hasn't been picked up. Uh, What's funny is not even a scandal. It's not like it's he, not even like, a, yeah. It's not, not a even scandal. a scandal. He didn't do anything. It's not like he had uh, sex with someone like underage yeah. or something racist or was doing drugs or yeah. killed someone or was like selling guns. You know what I mean? Like all these other things people have done that they've recovered from. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. And he's still not picked up, right? <sighs> yeah. It sucks so much. I don't even follow football. I just that hurts though. You know? No. Yeah. Yeah. It it it's. I mean. No, it's it's just totally that thing. It's it's kind of a double standard. There's 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 a lot of power dynamics that allow certain people's image to be recovered that mm-hmm. that like that, that like other people even for lesser scandals, you yeah. know. It's like it, it'll it's just the way things are it's just the way our society is is like built and and the types of people that we value um so you know i i i think that just kind of speaks to that yeah i mean mel Mel gibson you know still in the limelight yep still getting roles yep after all his bullshit and he's remaking passion of the um um christ yeah well like a sequel or something right is that what i heard i think it's a reboot (laughs) i don't know but <laughs> it still shouldn't happen. For her, first well, of all, I think Jim Cavizio, the guy that played Jesus, yeah, he made like another like Christian film recently too, where he okay. played Jesus. Too. But Mel yeah. Gibson is making another Passion of the Christ sequels. That's what I heard. Maybe it's about his apostles. You know, <laughs> oh, I don't so know. What happens is once Jesus is resurrected, he like he lives and works on Earth for forty days. So it's and about then after, 40 days, you think? Probably. And then after 40 days, he ascends to heaven forever. Mm. And then that's when the apostles spread out to the world. So, I mean, that would actually be, like, the apostle stories might be cool to see. Uh, I'm just those saying, are the stories you don't hear. But. Like, the Christian comic book like, cinematic universe. <laughs> Mel Gibson just shouldn't be a part of anything yeah. about that topic after kind of yeah. his whole thing. Yeah. Uh, stop making stop making movies about uh, ancient Jews if you don't like modern Jews. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I don't know whether you should be allowed to do that. I don't want to. I, I I don't I don't want him to be the like spokesperson yeah. for that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking about <clears throat> modern Jews, uh, two uh, uh, contemporary Jews uh, created the biggest hero the world has ever known. Siegel and Schuster created Superman back in 1938. Uh, They were uh, uh, two Jewish men uh, creating essentially this Moses-type character. Uh, And on April 18th, uh, Action Comics is going to have its 1,000th issue, which is a huge, huge deal, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it takes a fucking long time to hit 1,000 issues. Uh, I don't know how they did it. This is like you know? a thousand issues nonstop, right? It wasn't like they rebooted it in the nineties. Well, and then once they like reached a certain point, oh, this would have been the five hundredth issue. A lot of comics do that though. Yeah, like they'll do like a reboot of like Action Comics and be like Action Comics number one, but it's really Action Comics like seven hundred and something. Yeah, but in the end, it comes out to a thousand issues. But did Action Comics? Oh, it has rebooted, huh? Yeah, I mean, they've rebooted. Oh, definitely. I mean, DC Comics reboots all the time. Um, And even if they do the renumbering system, they fall back. They come back to the, like, thousandth issue. Or, like, Avengers, like, Marvel has recently renumbered their stuff, so now it's... I just saw Captain America 700. Yeah, so they've renumbered it, because a lot of those characters are getting close to pretty big milestones, you know? Um, Are you guys uh, fans of Superman at all? Um, you know, I'm not the biggest, I'm not a DC guy. So for me, DC has always been difficult to read anything. That's fair. Uh, I, I, I mean, I disagree, but I read both DC oh, and no, Marvel. Of course. I don't know. I mean, I grew up with like the X-Men animated cartoon series and of all course. that stuff. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying DC is bad. I'm just yeah. saying. You're like, saying DC is bad. Okay. DC is <laughs> okay. No, but yeah. Superman, I don't know. He's the, he's the guy who started it all. He's the Elvis Presley of comic books. 
You know, there would be no rock and roll without Elvis Presley. Yeah. You know, uh, there'd be no comic book industry or the idea of superheroes without Superman. Yeah. Maybe there was other stuff before. Who knows? I mean, there was a lot of pulp heroes. Yeah. But not like on the scale of no. like Superman of like pushing people's conception of what a person can be or what a hero can be. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't know, that golden age, right? Wasn't like comic books, like one of the main ways people consumed media yeah. or entertained themselves. Yeah. And that was all probably built on the foundation of Superman and probably later Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like his origin story of being from another planet was uh, all fine and dandy, but in the beginning he was more of like a strongman type pulp hero. Um, and that, But then it took a quick, like it, they found its footing in science fiction, uh, whereas like other people, like science fiction wasn't like a huge thing, you know what I mean, back then? Like the shadow oh, it wasn't and all like, those guys. It wasn't like mainstream. Yeah, yeah, because we take it for granted. We grew up in a world where science fiction is mainstream. Yeah, and back then it was like I don't know. It was like maybe more fringe, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's your uh, What's your experience, Marcus, with Superman? I think for me, Superman has has always just been that hero, and then he's just kind of omnipresent that like everyone knows. Yeah. Um, like, whether you read the comics or not, I think if you say superhero just as a blanket term, yeah. like, Superman is who comes to mind first. Yeah. Um, I think he's just kind of permeated culture. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there are songs written about him. You know, yeah. just, there's, you know, like... Kryptonite by... Yeah, yep. Uh, what uh, was it? Three Doors Down? Yep. And then... <laughs> um, call me Superman. I'm alive and well, will you be there holding, holding my, my hand? hand. <laughs> Kryptonite, um, yeah! Eminem has, has a song called Superman. You know, I, I just think Superman is such a cultural icon. And... Um, and it's it's kind of he's that embodiment right of of like just of like what selflessness is supposed to look like and yeah. and um and just what heroics are supposed to look like yeah. and um i i think he's just a cool dude I, I think as a hero himself i'm learning more about his complexities but on the like surface yeah it seems boring to have a hero who's invincible yeah and obviously he has his like weaknesses and like he has his um footholds yeah but but um but the more i learn about his backstory the more i find him a relatable hero yeah i mean they've really expanded upon him um now they've given him a son which is nice yeah and he finally did it with Lois Lane. Yeah. Well, he's always done it with Lois Lane. You're, are you doing the whole man of steel, woman of Kleenex? Type? Kleenex? Have you heard that? No, like that I theory. I know what it is. Like, though. Yeah, the old theory I mean, that, that metaphor like, sums it up pretty. He would good. just shoot through her like buckshot. Like, but it's like you either know that you know or what's funny though. The Hulk in Old Man Logan, they make a reference to that. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's but that's because Old Man Logan's twisted. It's always oh. like a twisted future where it's like, you know. Yeah, we'll get off topic. Sorry yeah. about that. But no, 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 I agree. Also, I mean, there's the whole, like, yeah, Superman would shoot, her th- shoot oh. through, like, Buckshot, like, in Hancock. Yeah. He, when he, when he like, he gets her up off of her, off of him, and he shoots through the trailer, uh, the trailer. Um, did you see Hancock? No. I saw I, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. So it was years ago. Yeah, I think I was on a date, but I did pay mostly, most attention to the movie. But yeah, <laughs> there's a comic book by uh, Garth Ennis called The Pro, where it's about a prostitute who's given superpowers by a watcher like parody figure. Oh, yeah, and she joins the Justice League parody, version, yeah. And she, like, can I say this? Oh, I'm already here. <laughs> uh, she like blows the Superman analog. Ugh, I hate it when, like, well, when, when he when Garth Ennis does some like. Have you read The Boys? Have you read? Like, I love no. The Boys. Boys are awesome. Did you I, hate I, The I Boys? Can't, I can't. I can't get th- uh, through it because it, it makes me sick. Like, oh, because like, he hates superheroes. Yeah, Garth Ennis hates superheroes. That's he, why like, he wrote a hates... really good Punisher. Like his Punisher run is really good because he hates superheroes. Yeah. Uh, so he, he re- thinks they're like stupid and twisted and like all but his. He comic makes them books... so twisted. 
he does what I think if you watch The Boys too, I think I don't know how good it is now in terms of like I, I mean it's probably still amazing, but I think when he wrote it, he was speaking about our obsession with celebrity and the privileges we give celebrities. Yeah, and stuff mm. like that. I get the art- artistic part, but like literally in like the sixth issue, uh, one of the girls gets promoted to Justice League status essentially. Yeah, uh, and then that Superman oh, analog yeah. says you got to blow all of us. That's oh. gross, dude. That's not okay. It's gross. Yeah. And like, it's, it, he does this weird twisted shit and it's like, some of it's weird and funny. Like, there's a character that's that... That's a dark comic book too. There, it, that's but, probably his darkest one. I mean, yeah. I, I never read Preacher, uh, but that's, you're right. That one's like... It's so gross when they do stuff like that. It makes me sick a little bit. Well, back to Superman. <laughs> Superman, uh... Sorry about that, Garf Ennis. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, well, yeah. So they've expanded upon Superman a lot recently, and like I think what's cool is Superman interacting with other people. And but what people complain about, it's really interesting. Uh, people are tired of him being like this Jesus type character where he's a god and like he can do whatever. At the same time, when you when people write the complexities about uh, with him, people don't want to accept it. For instance, when Superman says, "I'm giving up my American citizenship. I'm a hero of the world." People got so pissed about it. When was this? This was a couple years back. Uh, yeah. This was before the New 52, like right before. And so he said, I'm giving up my American citizenship. Not Clark Kent didn't do that. Keep in mind. Superman, Superman did. Yeah. Superman doesn't need his citizenship. He's a hero of the world. But people got really upset about it. But I thought that was a very complex type uh, personality choice, right? Well, yeah. Also, comic book characters have to evolve with the times. Yeah. If they're going to stay contemporary and if we're living in this globalized world where, like, borders are, like, becoming more fluid and identities becoming more fluid, comic books should reflect those things with the characters that are appropriate for it, obviously. Right. The question is, can such an American hero like Superman, uh, is he an American hero anymore? Uh, it's funny you say that. I was thinking about that earlier because the guys that made him are like two Jewish, uh, two second generation Jewish guys. I think their parents were immigrants from like Europe, right? Yeah. And um, he's like, I don't know. There's like, there's a lot of Jewishness to Superman's character, but essentially he's you or I that our parents are immigrants and they nope. came here to give us a better life. And we have this past world we don't know of, but we know it's there and it formed us somehow. But we have this new world, and this is where we're going to serve. This is where we're going to live. So it's very American who he is. I did feel that way when I was growing up. It was weird. Yeah. It was like, uh, like me and my family were from Sri Lanka. And to me, Sri Lanka was like Krypton. And it was weird. Because I wouldn't run across too many uh, Sri Lankans in like real life unless we like knew them. Um, so it was really rare. Uh, so I was kind of like the last Kryptonian. It was kind of a weird thing growing yeah. up. you know. I can't relate to you, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. How do you feel about it? Sorry. No, no. Um... I'm going to let you guys uh, speak more <laughs> on uh, this one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, Superman... Um, well, he's an immigrant, right? That's what, I know that's, like, another aspect people have thrown about it. But people don't want to, like, recognize that. Is he an immigrant, though? Because, I mean, people bring it up. I mean, I mean, I get... I mean... How can he not be an immigrant? I mean, maybe not... I'm not even talking about metaphorically. I'm talking yeah. he literally is... Came from another planet. He literally came from somewhere else. He... So in the first however long of his years, most continuity has it that like he thinks he's a human, right? And then his yeah. powers manifest. Or sometimes he has all these powers, but he still thinks he's human. So he's still being raised as a Kansas American kid until then he learns of his heritage. So I feel like it's more of an adoption story yeah. about learning about your heritage uh, than an immigrant story where he's coming in. A lot of people say that Supergirl is more of an immigrant story. Because she uh-huh. grew up till like age twelve or whatever on Krypton, then came here. Yeah. So she speaks Kryptonian. Uh, she she remembers the old world, uh, and there's that whole like sh- her religion. Even in the show, she she's all about Rao, the sun god. Like she's not a uh, like a Christian girl. She still has that old world religion. No, I I think that really makes sense. Um, like the experiences though similar of adoption versus immigration, right? Yeah. It's like there are some key differences, and um, I think the key difference for Superman is that, like, I feel like it is more of that adoption story um, because he can't point back and, like, say this is where 
I come from really, you know, yeah. like, like, like it, it takes so long before he learns who he is. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's more typical of an adoption than of an immigrant story. Yeah. I think that Supergirl is more of that immigrant yeah. story. Well, he, he does learn a lot, though, about his heritage. He is an, I mean, he is an immigrant. Yeah. But not his, maybe the story isn't necessarily an immigrant story. Yeah. It is like an adoption story. You guys, are, I agree with you on that one. A refugee almost, too. Oh, yeah. You know. So, but at the end of the day, though, that immigrant identity does come into play, though, when he discovers his Kryptonian yeah. identity. I mean, there's a lot of crossover, definitely. No, yeah. So it's not necessarily one, but it's also, maybe I think it's like also like back to reflecting Americans. Hey, man, if you're, if you're not like an Anglo-Saxon Protestant person, yeah, and maybe if you're Jewish or, or wherever you're from, maybe you have to wrestle with this ethnic identity I have. Yeah. Well, at the same time, I feel very American. Yeah. I'm a very American person, but I have my ethnic background. How do I, how do I reconcile those things? How do I accept them? How do I build an identity that's true to both while remaining true to myself? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, he. Things always get very serious when I'm on your podcast. No, no, no. Right? It does. It does. Yeah. Every time uh, Marcus said I have Fernando on the show, we get like really deep into like, yeah, not even crazy shit, like real shit, you know. But mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. Like that. This is just the way it is. This is what you guys signed up for, <laughs> you know. Uh, you guys uh, tweeted us at hashtag Keeg Talk and asked for Fernando to be on the show. They, they didn't. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh well, but they they're not tweeting us at all. You guys got to tweet us, so uh, <laughs> nobody's well, asking for anything. In general, for me, I comic books have just such rich literary substance. Yeah, that it's for me a good comic book, a good run, right? Like yeah. a good run. It's as good as any novel, or as any movie, or as any like TV show season. Yeah, you know. So like, there's so much to mine there. It's just maybe people. Oh wow, he fucking blew that up. That's so cool. Or she's hot, you know, like people get caught up in the surface when you realize there's so much beneath it. And that's what keeps readers coming back. Yeah. At least me. I think it's amazing that comic books, both DC and Marvel, have done and those two specifically, because the other like third party comic book companies haven't created shared universes over eighty years. Uh but DC and Marvel have done things that other liter like other literature has not, which is create a universe. Like there is literally a universe of planets in DC that people could name, right? Uh, that that um, that have its own cultures and, and weird things, and sometimes they've delved into it, yeah. Uh, 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 and sometimes they haven't. Uh, sometimes you know we know a little bit more about uh, Thanagar uh, than we do about like Bolivac Four, but uh, for the most part. Like, they've created universes, and they continue to kind of delve into it. And people talk all this stuff about Lord of the Rings and Token and whatever, and that's cool. He was one person who created this world, but, like, all these people over time created this universe for DC and this universe for Marvel. Um, that's so rich, right? You could tell so many stories. You can just, you could, I mean, you could set a whole series on one of those planets and be fine and have enough to do. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, moving on from Superman and amazing. Oh, by the way, he's he's getting his red trunks back. They're bringing back his like red undie, like his red underwear, uh, which I'm fine with. I'm mean, underwear. You mean like the one he had like where he split? Is that what you mean? What? No, no, no. Uh, where it's like blue. Yeah. Oh, the classic ones, and then like yeah. red. Yeah, the classic one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. They're bringing that back because he didn't have it recently because they wanted to update it. But it just looks like he's wearing like blue like long johns, yeah, and then like with a belt, you know. Um, another change that's happening uh, is Batman and Catwoman are going to get married on July fourth. Uh, I don't know whether that was, you know, uh, on purpose July fourth, uh, but I mean, because there's nothing really like, you know, God bless America. They're fucking about Batman, autumn. But, they're you know. they're they're an autumn couple. They're not a summer couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what the hell? They should get married on Halloween. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they are getting married. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts about it, Marcus? Um, I mean, I think it's beautiful. Um, I think we don't um, talk enough about, like, what heroes have to sacrifice in order to be superheroes. Like, yeah. Like, like, like they have 
families or they want to have families and especially for a guy like you know batman who's just so brooding and and like (laughs) he's he's like you just know that on the inside he just desires these these um things and like and like you see his romance with like with um selena bloom and and like and like you you want him to have something you yeah. you want him to have family that's that's beyond alfred you know yeah. and like and like and like so i i think it's a fun thing um i think it's i think it's a little silly but i i think comic books allow you to be silly and also be serious and so my big question is like what kind of food are they gonna <laughs> serve? Are they gonna have a live band? Are they are they gonna or have a DJ? Yeah, you know, I, I think these are the big questions that I really want to know. Yeah, is it Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle that are getting married? Yeah. So oh, and then bat. Well, so they're gonna have two weddings, one for their civilian friends. <laughs> and I don't. One I don't for know. Their superhero friends. The Lego know. movie would do that. Yeah. yeah. Green and Green Arrow and Black Canary. They had their identities were more uh, known. Yeah. And but they had a cool wedding i remember that who's his best man who was his, who was green arrow's best man no no uh, batman oh oh i don't know would it be uh dick grayson i oh, hope it's alfred like i don't is, know like who would be it, it or no be. i think it's clark it might be clark like clark kent yeah they recently went on a double date they did uh <laughs> clark lois selena and bruce uh, went on a double date why isn't that a TV show? They went mini golfing. <laughs> they went to the carnival actually. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. But it was it was dressed like a superhero day. Oh, that's so, so funny. And so like all these people were dressed up in like janky superhero outfits and like they were like Ugh. but then they wore each other's outfits. <laughs> which was weird. I want to buy like, this issue. I'm going to buy it today. It's, yeah. Yeah, no no. I mean they they have it, you know. What's here. it? What, I'll say this. Uh I think if you're Batman, because there's this one thing, like, it's a family story, right? Yeah. Because all, all his, his sons and As stuff. long as you do it right. Because a lot of people write Batman as just a solo character, right? Well, there's no consistency with Batman, right? Like, he hates guns, but then, like, some other issues, they show him, like, That's using old issues, though. Like, old, old issues. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I guess what I say is, maybe for Batman, it's like, okay, he has to keep up the facade of Bruce Wayne, of, like, rich playboy who loves having fun and, like, banging whoever, right? <laughs> I doubt he bangs him. But, but he has is to keep- that Batman's... Or I mean, is that Bruce Wayne's persona? I, I know, I know, I know that he's rich, but like, I don't, I don't see him as a playboy. I see him. But that's what he like used a, to be. Like oh, okay. he used to have to have that kind of front. Yeah, uh, and he used to, he did used to date a lot. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I guess what I'm trying to segue into this is, he has that persona where he has to date people, beautiful women, to just. Because I guess you have to maintain. Me and Batman have no connection. He just lives in Gotham. I'm Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Even though anyone would be like, it's obvious you're the same person. <laughs> no. What? Uh, no. Huh? <laughs> but I think for Batman, I think the issue must be because I, I guess I can relate to this kind of like at least being really good at improv, not to like toot my own horn or anything like that, or being really good at anything. It's gotta be hard to be like have this life that you're so engrossed in and so passionate about, and you have the other life that just sort of like distracts from it really yeah how can you not be with someone who's not as passionate about that thing as you yeah. are or as experienced as you yeah. or on your level so what other woman's going to be on like batman's level where he's going to be willing to honestly make that choice talia i mean it, oh, and yeah. they have had a relationship in the past and she does know it and she's super trained well trained and whatever but she's always been crazy and she's always been bad and that's not going to work at least with catwoman is the veronica for sure what Daddy issues for oh, sure. Talia? It's like yeah, Betty yeah. and Veronica, right? What? Because Veronica and Betty in, like, in the Archie comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Veronica's like super rich, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying Veronica is Talia and Betty is Catwoman? Yes. In a not well, I mean, just in the, the fact that Talia's like as a darker soul than Catwoman. But Catwoman's not like nice and like like, you know. But I mean like I could squeaky clean. Like, but I don't is Catwoman like super rich, I guess? Probably is, huh? She's like not well. I mean, she's a thief. She's a thief, and like she, I think, I think she gets paid well. Yes, but like, but like, she's not like upper crust. Yeah, yeah. Like Bruce, she doesn't have just money. She can crap out for days. Yeah, yeah she still has to work for her money. Yeah, she's definitely working class. Like, 
like uh, you know working class but like <laughs> like really rich working class yeah <laughs> she has to work for her money though she's yeah, criminal you know, working yeah, she yeah. literally that's labor intensive yeah like, oh yeah you know she's not like punching numbers into a computer uh, and, and she's a she's a well known thief, so they're probably looking out for her to begin with. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is, it's so cool that like Batman is getting married. I guess because it's also, I don't know, you want to marry someone who's on your level, someone's gonna make you better. I yeah, guess, you know. And that's what like okay, so Clark and Lois were talking about. He, they were like, but she used to be a villain. She used to be a thief, or whatever. And like they kind of talk about how like people change. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then they accepted her. And then there's a couple issues, uh, Fernando, if that if you're looking for that. There's a couple. It really just sounds issues. like it just sounds like fun. It is. It just sounds like. And I think more issue. comics need to be fun. And they need to lean into like the, they're leaning into the Bat family. They're leaning into Superman and his kid. Yeah. You know. Um, but uh, the thing with DC, again, what happens is I'll read certain things sporadically. Yeah. And then I'll like lose touch. But I've read yeah. a lot of Batman over the years. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of interpretations of like comic books that don't have enough fun. Yeah, uh, DC yeah. movies. A lot of these DC movies are, are incapable of having fun. All three oh, of them. Yeah. yeah, they're like grim and gritty, huh? That's what like they're going yeah. for. It's like they're like grim, gritty, and also the stories are bad. Yeah, oh. the characterization is off. Yeah, right for a lot yeah. of them. The pacing has always not worked well. Yeah, um, I don't know. There's 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 something so. Just for your context, like I'm not a big comic, a, a, a big comic reader, but yeah. like I do love superhero, superheroes, and like most of what I know and like and like what I've learned has been from video games. Um, mm. Video games are my world. That is what. That's your bread and butter. Yeah, 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 and like, and like, so I'm actually a really big Batman fan. Yeah, and like, I learned everything from from the from the Arkham series. Um, cool. And like, and like, they have this like library of, it's like an encyclopedia on like every character, and and then then you also get to meet them too. So so that's so cool. so like that's where my knowledge comes from, mm-hmm. and and like so. You guys know a lot more of the like history, yeah. But I think through the video games, I I like get to know who they are as they're written now. Yeah. So um so like I think my version of Batman and like my version of Catwoman, it's like to me they are meant to be. I think like. Like I'm all for it, and I've and I've and I've seen their relationship blossom, like mm-hmm. as I've played as them, mm-hmm. and um, like, like I I just hope that like comics, like I'm hoping that my video game knowledge can is supplemental enough yeah. where I like I can feel like I'm not just like talking out of my um. No, you have permission to talk here, man. Because <laughs> I think what it is too, though, is yeah, we are comic book nerds. And the pitfall of being a comic book nerd is you're too anal about details that necessarily, yeah. yeah, Which it's like, well, there's also these mainstream versions of there's Batman fans out there who've probably only seen the Batman films and that's how they know Batman and that's their Batman and their Batman is just as valid as mine. Which maybe sure I've read some comic books, but I'm not some like historian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but everyone's Batman is valid as as mine or as Dimitri's or as yours. So yeah. don't, don't feel bad about that. Yeah. I mean, the video games are huge, right? Didn't they make those new... I haven't played Dawn of Justice. Is that what it's called? Uh, uh, what's the Dawn one where Batman fights Superman because uh, Joker kills uh, Lois Lane. Injustice. 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 Yeah. I haven't played that video game. It's fun. But I've read, I've read the comic time. books and they're already like on what, year three? No, year no, no. Four? Dude, they did five years of, of Injustice 1 and they're on Injustice 2 now. I mean, and those comic books are really good, actually. It's like this alternate universe. Yeah. They're really fun. I think I read the first, like, two, three years. And people can die. Yeah. It's really good stuff. But that wouldn't happen, though, without the video game. Yeah, yeah. Have you played Injustice, Marcus? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like, went hard on it. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and, like, that has its own, its own campaign mode. Yeah. Like, has its own story. Yeah. And, and it's just cool. It's just, it's just, like... It's just like learning about these iconic characters. Yeah. But like it really does feel like 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 they're doing what movies try to do, yeah. but in a way that feels so much more like a love letter 
than like just some Hollywood producer trying to cash in, which is what That's fair. a lot of um, movies, movie adaptations end up feeling like. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why it's super important that, that these companies, Marvel and DC, are paying really uh, close attention to their franchising and their brand. Yeah. Because by switching over to a new medium, you're gaining a whole new following of people who maybe only play video games and can only learn about Batman through that. Or if you're doing cartoons, you're dealing with those kids who aren't maybe going to come out and read comics. Because I'll be honest, when I was a kid, I read car or I watched cartoons and I didn't read comics. I didn't read comics until like I was fifth or sixth grade. Uh, they weren't, like I loved them. They were great, but they weren't uh, my bread and butter. Cartoons was what got me in. So what I knew about um, Spider-Man and like the character of the vulture, because the vulture in the Spider-Man cartoon could suck people's age, right? Ooh, like, yeah. could he make like people old and him young again? But that's not in the comics. But that was always vulture in my head. I was like, he could steal people's like age. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was a huge fan, still am, of X-Men the animated series, and that's what got me into comic books. If I'm gonna, no, actually before, but that's what really got me into like I gotta go to the comic book store. Yeah. What happens though is I ended up buying X-Men comics, and I'm like this. I don't see, like, oh, okay, I see that. Yeah. I see that connection. I had no idea that they were taking these classic stories and adapting them for yeah. cartoons. And then when you read the classic stories, like, where's Gambit? Or, you know, yeah. where's, I want Gambit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or where's Wolverine? There's no Wolverine. Yeah. Or it's like, what's what's going on? But then you realize, oh, no, they're, these stories are so good, they can adapt them yeah. with these new characters. Yeah. But the old stories, they're still as good as themselves. It's just so much work. It's yeah. so much work to go and like read every single back issue or trade paperback and then like keep that chronology yeah. in, in your head. Well, that's why it's important that DC needs to make better movies because you're re you're they're okay. I think it's crazy because growing up, DC and Marvel were neck and neck and they were doing good stuff and blah, 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 right? DC was barely making any DC movies. Marvel wasn't making any Marvel movies mm -hmm. uh, up until Spider-Man and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then things but really like, started ramping up. even then, that was still Sony-owned, you know? It yeah. Was, it was, like, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, like, they were neck and neck, but now kids love Marvel. Like, people don't talk about DC. And DC is going to be forgotten. And it's a shame as someone who loves DC and I love Marvel, I love DC, and I need them both to prosper. It sucks because you're spoiling this uh, uh, this franchise for uh, all these kids of these new generations, right? You're losing all these new... You're losing them. Yeah. They don't care about uh, 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 Superman. They care about Captain America, which, which is, is insane. Crazy. It is That's insane. Insane. It is because they're not even in my mind like on the same level. It's like it's like Superman is so much more important. I mean, we like talked about it. Yeah. For, like for like so long. Like yeah. Superman to me is the superhero. Yeah. And so for like kids to like not even hold him in 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 that regard. Yeah. I think is insane. Yeah. And like back in the day. Nobody cared about Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. Yep. Nobody cared about the Avengers. Marvel's flagship uh, stuff was Spider-Man and X-Men. Yep. That was literally their flagship stuff. Nobody cared about Avengers. Avengers was the team where the super powerful but not popular characters could go to. And then suddenly Avengers is huge. And nobody cares about Justice League. Avengers, though, man, a lot of Avengers stories have held up over the years. Ugh, I disagree. They've had some really good the new ones. throughout the years. The new ones, yeah. Even some of the classic stuff, even like from the eighties, maybe not like from the seventies or sixties. Yeah, but that whole when the uh, what is it called the the, the Kree Scroll War? And not the Kree Scroll, but that was pretty important too, though. It's like, important, but it's I, I. I mean, I haven't read it. Yeah, I haven't I, read it either. I never felt a reason to. I, I haven't read it. I can't say if it's good or bad. But what was the one in the eighties? The one where the where the Thunderbolts before they're the Thunderbolts. What are they called? The Masters of Criminal. Oh, Masters of Evil. Masters of Evil, where yeah. they took over the Avengers mansion and they like took down the Avengers like one by one. That's mm. a really good story. Yeah, but like, like DC, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if about DC. I don't know if yeah. about Justice League to like talk shit on it. Yeah, Ju well, you Justice League was their most powerful character. DC's more po most powerful characters and their most popular. That was what's weird because uh, Avengers' most powerful characters or the Marvel's most powerful characters weren't the most popular. DC's yeah. there were, you know. Yeah. Well, I think with Avengers, you definitely have the big three, which is like Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. Yeah. Maybe their comic books didn't sell the most, but those are the three most powerful characters. I mean, 
it sucks that they don't have like some Superman omnipotent force. Yeah, but it's funny they don't though. Need it. Well, it's funny though is whenever Marvel has made an omnipotent Superman analog, they've always made him this flawed person. Yeah, who his personal flaws are his biggest weakness, which prevents him from being that Superman type character. And maybe yeah. that's their their jab back at DC being like, you created a perfect character that can't be written in a complex way. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Marvel's formula is like, Mm -hmm. let's give him like this cool power, but let's make him uh, blind. Right. Let's, but I mean like, let's make him a kid, but even like, like, but even like that though, Daredevil is still able to do his job. He's still able to be a hero. He's perfectly competent. Yeah. 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 He's perfectly. I'm talking with like Like the century. Yeah. He's like bipolar or he's like schizophrenic. Yeah. Or he just has some like weird evil, alter ego where yeah. like literally he can't be a superhero yeah because he's morally flawed yeah not necessarily physically flawed in some way where like he's blind or he's like mutating into a beast no no his he's just morally corrupt yeah uh i mean hyperion kind of ha- uh is the oh yeah analog right now but he was squadron supreme for the longest time and he was but squadron supreme itself was written as a parody of the justice yeah. league and how perfect and like oh gee whiz kind of way it was yeah at least back then, hyperion's like, in the boring 70s. Personally, Hyperion has some pretty good stuff. Um, if I you like read his new series, but what, that was it. What is it? Supreme Squadron, the one that J. Michael Straczynski wrote back in the early 2000s. We're talking about Supreme Power. Supreme Power, is that, it was, what that was the like ultimate because when Marvel did the Ultimate Universe, they also did the like all ultra, uh, ultimate Squadron Supreme from Supreme Power. Yeah, well, that was before though, but their, their, their universe has merged later. But that was a good like critique of like a realistic interpretation of Superman. Yeah, what would happen if the government found Superman? Well, they'd obviously like shelter him in this fake home mm-hmm. and train him to be this like uh, brainwashed like fascist super soldier. Yeah, I think that was pretty cool. Irredeemable was a comic written by Mark Wade. Was it Mark Wade? Yeah, because Mark Wade is a huge Superman fan. Yeah, and only a huge Superman fan could write something that's yeah. so viciously. critical of Superman. So uh, check this, Marcus, is there's a a comic called Irredeemable about a Superman type analog in this universe that's kind of like they have like a Justice League analog and whatever. Uh, And his name is the Plutonian and he's the world's greatest hero and everybody loves him until one day he snaps Mm. and he kills a lot of people. He creates tidal waves that kill countries. Wow. He he, He murders billions. Yeah. And then the hero, uh, the heroes that are alive create this underground movement to kill him and they have to figure out how because they can't you know yeah uh and he he kills a lot of the more powerful people so they have to figure it out and the ending is really meta did you read the ending no i read like the first um like three trade paperbacks i got really into um unstoppable which is the, like it's kind of like the Batman to him, I guess. Not, I mean, they killed the Batman analog. You're talking about that villain, Unstoppable. Yeah, uh, it was not called Unstoppable. It's called Ir, uh, Uncorruptible. Incorruptible. Incorruptible. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so his main supervillain, who really doesn't compare to him. Yeah. Um, He's like a street level supervillain. Yeah, but his he he can reach his levels of power if he stays awake for days. But yeah. the price he pays is he loses intelligence and all that stuff. Yeah, and focus. Yeah. So if he sleeps, he goes back to normal human. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. what happens with him is he sees that there's been a it's been a polarity shift. So now he becomes a superhero, mm. and he becomes like he doesn't like steal. He doesn't do anything. He like pays for his coffee. Or he something. has he has an yeah. o- underage girlfriend that he says he won't have sex with anymore, <laughs> and it's his sidekick. Her name's Jailbait. Yeah. And and he used to have sex with her. And then, then he's like, no, now I'm good. Now I'm not going to have sex with you, but you can still be my sidekick. It's funny, though, to go back to that. See, if all these guys are making these great Superman stories, yeah, you know, why can't they take some of those ideas, apply them to Superman, and make a fucking awesome movie? Well, they are. Oh, a movie. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about. Because I'm sorry, to go back to on yeah. track, what you're saying is earlier, which I agree with you. Uh, I'm a Marvel guy, Avengers guy. We can agree disagree on that. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think if they don't make a good movie at some point soon... They're going to lose generations of new fans. Yeah. You know, like D- if DC doesn't make a fucking bomb Superman movie where not people walk out like, fuck this movie. Like, why did I spend tw- 10 bucks on this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that movie passes out, hope like people are seeing more shitty movies. Like, it's true. And so it's like Netflix. So it's just lowering that bar. It is lowering a bar because so. you're seeing it essentially for free. <laughs> but I think the numbers will still hold up. People yeah. will see Black Panther more. 
then they will see uh, uh, Justice League. Um, but uh, I want to shift gears a little bit <clears throat> uh, to, uh, to kind of a little bit of uh, fan casting. Uh, I've yet to figure out what I would name this uh, segment. Uh, maybe, uh, uh, I don't know. I came up with one, but... It say it, what dumb. is it? It sounds dumb now. Well, you can, I mean, you can workshop it. it, right? That's yeah, the yeah. Uh, uh, and we could call it, like, pitching, dude. Or okay, okay. Like, you know, kind of oh, playing off oh, the bitching. Yeah. Pitching, dude. Yeah. Pitching, dude. Pitching, dude. Yeah. Uh, like, we have a cool like graphic, like like a cool like sound clip. Yeah. Well, now we, it's time for pitching, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we have one for uh, when we do trailer trash. Yeah. And we just trash trailers. <laughs> we don't do that often because you know uh, I think we, the last one we did was for Mission Impossible. But um, well, uh, let's let's pitch. <clears throat> My challenge to you guys. Oh, were you about to say something? Um. Yeah. I was. I was just. I was. I was just saying. It's like you could also use that 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 name for a dual purpose yeah like if you ordered a pizza yeah you could just be like hey pitch in dude oh <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. next time I order pizza on dimitri's podcast yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll order pizza and then we'll film it yeah have it live delivered yeah <sighs> yeah countdown of the pizza pizza timer yeah mm. um so uh with Marvel's acquisition of uh, Fox's Marvel Studios acquisition of Fox Marvel properties, um, it went through. Did it go through for sure? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you. Uh, you like- supposedly, it's supposed to go through 2019. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Cool. Um, I personally think that there's there's recent moves, and I talked about it last week. Uh, recent moves that Marvel has been making that I think is in response to this acquisition. For example, they've moved New Mutants. Uh, to next year, and they're doing 50% reshoots. Uh, also, for the tone, they're making it more horror-based. They've also moved Dark Phoenix to next year to do right. some reshoots. Most of it has to do with because the uh, stars are big-name stars, and they can't do reshoots until later. So that's why they're they're moving it back. Uh, but they've also canceled the Deadpool FX show, the cartoon. Uh, a lot of people, you know, some people blame Donald Glover. Donald Glover saying it's not his fault, it's their fault, blah, blah, blah. What happened I, to that? Um, basically, Don Glover. Uh, people were saying Don Glover was too busy for the show. Don Glover's like, I'm not too busy. Uh, he says that could it be that we were an all black writers room that the F- uh, that FX didn't like that. Um, uh, he's already pushing his weight around with Atlanta. Atlanta's on FX, right? Is he like one yeah, of the yeah. main showrunners on FX too? Like, he, well, with no. Atlanta. But Atlanta is him just doing whatever the fuck he wants now. Yeah. You know, he's just pushing his weight around. I think he's getting too big for his boots. I think he's getting to Kanye level. Like, uh, oh, where uh, his ego is reaching. His ego like, is getting huge right now. I mean, he's great, though. It's like a capacity. I love Donald Glover. Uh, but uh, I personally think, I think Marvel, uh, Marvel properties are kind of restructuring themselves uh, to this new acquisition. Uh, what I want to post to you guys is how would you do an X Men Marvel cinematic? Uh, movie what would you do who would you cast how would you do it what stories would you tell uh marcus you got some well i know um i don't know how i would best integrate like x-men in like into the current um mcu yeah uh but um i do have some ideas of who i would cast yeah and um and like what characters you would do yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean I was like looking through it. There's a crap ton of X Men, but um, I think I think there is. I want I want to like stick to some of the more the more recognizable ones. But yeah. like like what I've what I've thought to do is that I think it would be fun um, to have an X Men that's that's just comprised of Saturday Night Live cast. Members, <laughs> so oh, this That's is a million bold. dollar idea. This is bold. <laughs> yes, we're talking for idea. like a comedic X Men thing, or because you believe in their acting prowess. I I think <laughs> hey, they got to pull out those parodies somehow. It'll be a little more silly, yes, but like, okay. but like, I think they can also do serious roles. Okay, um, but like, like, I think you have to have a really good leader. You okay. have to have someone that you can trust. Yeah. That Who's someone who's like really smart? Who people can rally, be hey, who can rally behind? And and so for Professor X, I'm gonna cast Tina Fey. 
<laughs> this is wild, man. This is wild. This, this is off, off the first. Okay. I'm yeah. going off uh, the rails here, okay. right? Yeah. There are. Wouldn't Laura Michaels be Professor so, X? So, yes. So, <laughs> wouldn't Tina Fey be like Jean Grey? I'm sorry. This is your question. Actually, actually, no, no. Amy I'm, Poehler I'm, would be I'm Jean really Grey. Because, because, at, because. I'm a big SNL fan as well. At first, yeah. Lauren Michaels was. I, I, I like did have him as Professor X. But then, and I also had Tina Fey as Jean Grey. But then, in the last minute, I called an audible and like, <laughs> and like I just flipped it. So, almost. so Lauren Michaels is Jean Grey now. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It is. So actually, my current Jean Grey is Kate McKinnon. Okay. I think she's really funny, yeah. and also she's just a strong character. Yeah. Um, I think that she would do it well. Mm. Um, I think I think Cyclops to me is kind of just that like, he's he's that hero who's like a classic. He's like not the favorite. Yeah. But like he's also a staple. He he's he's just kind of always there. Yeah. So I got someone in mind already. Seth, off SNL. Seth Myers. You would do Seth Myers. Yeah. I would do Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis would crush. And, and you're these, right. You're right. A lot of these actors do do dramatic roles and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Teen Fey is Professor X. No, that's too wild for me. <laughs> but like, well, you know, good comedians are good dramatic actors. Yeah. Uh. They can be. I think. I, I think that I personally think proved. you can't be a great actor all around if you can't do comedy. Because comedy yeah. is about timing and it's about accessing something. So if you're an actor that lacks that, you're not accessing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Laxess. You, you can't lacxess it. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, Storm. I gotta have my. I gotta have my girl Maya Rudolph. Okay. And um. And then for Mystique, um, I wanted someone because. Mystique is a shape shifter, so yeah. I'm giving it to the impressionist Jay Pharoah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Pharoah has Mystique. Yes, and and he could pull it off, man. I think he could yeah. be very, very sexy. Yeah, very, very blue. Yeah, and very funny. Uh, as long as Mystique just turns into Denzel, Will Smith, yes. <laughs> Chris Rock, <laughs> as long as Mystique only changes into those characters, uh, Jay Pharoah has it. Actually, that's exactly how I was going to write him in. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, like, it's, so <laughs> it's perfect. The X-Men are at the Statue of Liberty, and they're just like, why is Chris Rock here? <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> uh, this is weird. I don't, I don't know. I didn't expect him to be here. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and then they're so distracted yeah. that, that, that like, he can pull off heists yeah. without anyone knowing. That... <laughs> That would be a really great dumb movie alone by itself. Just have Jay Farrow, just Jay Farrow pulling off a heist, yeah. doing impressions of other actors. But he only has his stable. It's yeah. not like he does, like, it's, you don't see Jay Farrow being Tom Hanks. You could, you like, know? stretch him. I, I, think, you think? I, I think he can do more. I think he relies on black actors because... That's what people want to see. Yeah. Well, that's what they need for need for him on SNL when he yeah. was on there. Yeah. 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 They're not going to be like, no way, you're playing Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I feel you. And then, um, Rogue and Gambit. Yeah. I'm gonna have Amy Poehler and Jimmy Fallon. I okay. think I think they would have good. You can't do Rogue and Gambit, Amy Poehler and Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy <laughs> Fallon and Tina Fey. That's like the couple. I'm sorry. Wait, uh, Jim. You. So I almost mm. had that too, but then. In order to make her Professor X, I had to switch some things. But well, Seth Meyers could be Gambit to Amy oh, Poehler's yeah. Uh, Rogue. Yeah, uh, especially if you got Jason Sudeikis being Cyclops now. Yeah, okay. sorry to judge your choices. Sorry. No, no. You know what? This is this is just an outline, and you know, it's it's I, a work I, in I, progress. I wanna, like crowds, I want to like crowdsource this. You know, it's all just, <laughs> it's all up in the air. So you this know. is so dumb and it's fun. Awesome. I feel like it's, Jimmy Fallon would be long shot or something. He's I don't long know shot. who would. Okay, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm a huge SNL fan. Like, yeah, like one of my goals is one of my dreams would be to be on SNL. Did you say who's long shot? No, no. I'm, or who's I'm, he's I'm, long shot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, he's just yeah. sanding my. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is now. Who's passed. Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just throw it out there, man. Who's Wolverine? We want to know. Oh. Who? You didn't have Wolverine? Andy Sandberg. 
That's a good choice. <laughs> this not... guy's loving it over here. That's uh, a good choice, dude. That one is like you'd be so much fun, yeah. A triple plus, dude. That's yeah. that's good. I would go old man Logan with Daryl Hammond. Sure, yes, but young, <laughs> young Andy Samberg. <laughs> Andy's, Andy Samberg's can... Iceman, right? But the joke. I feel like there's so many people. Like, you need a Wolverine who can bring that energy. Yeah, and like who can just. Like, I feel like I would be afraid if Andy Sandberg went, like, aggro, you know? <laughs> so, like... I think you may be the only person. Andy Sandberg, <laughs> though, he's, like, an A-list SNL in that, like, echelon of SNL yeah, cast yeah. members. So you have to have an A cast member yeah. play an A-X-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if Iceman is an A-X-Man. Maybe he is there. Maybe he's, like, a B-X-Man. Iceman? Yeah, I mean, he's one yeah. of the original ones. But we're talking, like, when you think of X-Men, there's, like, Five names that pop up, for mostly because of the ninety, the nineties cartoon. Cartoon, yeah. Those, cartoon. You know, those are the ones that people remember, because um, that lineup barely happened. Like that lineup, oh. I don't know whether that lineup even uh, was in the comics at that same time. You know what I mean? But I think, yeah. like as a society, I think that is our lineup. I think, I think that's, yeah, I, I think that's canon to the average person. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. like, because I mean, that lineup was Gambit and Rogue, Beast, Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean, yeah, Storm, and Jubilee, yeah, right, Professor X, yeah, yeah. Jubilee. Mm. Oh, and Morph, who they Tina made Bay. for the, yeah, <laughs> they made to, they made him <laughs> <What>? to die. <laughs> I thought he was a real X Man for the longest time when I was a kid because I had watched the show, but he's not a real X Man. No, they made a character in the Age of Apocalypse called Morph. Yeah. Yeah, who's been like he's been like exiled and stuff, but no, yeah. they literally made him so they could kill him. Yeah, <laughs> That's uh, yeah, Morph is in that because uh, there's a character called. Changeling. Oh my God, will Bill Hader be Morph? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you put down? No. <laughs> I I couldn't decide who I wanted him to be because like, but Morph... he's like your like ace in the hole. Whatever yeah, 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 is, yeah, yeah. Which which makes sense for like Morph. I, I think. Bill Hader can do anybody and like and like just kill it. So yeah. as a really anal, I know we were talking about how like comic book fans can get anal. I get anal. Uh, wait, I get anal. Not as I not I receive <laughs> anal, but I get I become anal retentive. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, it's like okay, I could just imagine this as a sketch. Like if and when Lorne Michaels finally passes away. They can do like a death of Professor X sketch mm-hmm. and bring back old like cast members and stuff yeah. to do like a death of Professor X sketch. I think that'd be cool. It's funny you say that there's a classic sketch called The Death of Superman. It's in the early nineties. Is that the one where Ant Man pop like it's isn't um isn't Eddie Murphy Ant Man in, in like a sketch? Maybe he uh, is, but so funny. I don't think yeah. so. No, this one is the nineties cast like uh Dana Carvey, uh Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. Um, Chris Farley. I think Chris Farley plays the Hulk. <laughs> he just comes down and like smashes something. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's like a super. It's like Superman. Yeah. But there's also Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because also the funny. general public has a hard time keeping track of what's Marvel, and what's DC. Yeah. I've only learned that within the last, I would say, like five to like, like eight years. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because people. Uh, but now, what sucks? What sucks? Uh, but I mean, it helps people realize which one's Marvel, which one's DC. Is the Marvel movies? Yeah, because people are so into the Marvel movies, it's just whatever in those movies that's Marvel, <laughs> and then whatever, whatever else, not, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm which sure sucks, people buy those right? books too. You know those big like DK books. Yeah, I'm sure people buy those and like, yeah. Peruse well, them. the only way you could possibly know who's in Marvel and who's DC is what their history and relationships to other characters are. You don't know inherently like. Who is in what universe? Yeah, because there's nothing to tell you like Blue Beetle is in DC. And like you could, like I could see Batman existing in Marvel. You know, yeah. it's like it's like it's like it's just like you um um said. It's it's only with the proper context of like who the relationships are that, yeah. that actually yeah. informs that. I think like the DCCW shows are teaching people a little bit. Uh, because I mean I like those shows. Oh yeah, so like DC is winning like like DC is winning the television front. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So that's good. But Agents of the Shield is amazing. I I really like last season and this season. 
a lot with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Marvel's expanding to do other shows like Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. And they're trying to develop a new warrior show. Oh, yeah, and now the Netflix show. I haven't yeah. seen... The, and the Netflix, uh, you know, shows. I haven't seen those just because I'm not a big fan of, like, dramatic television. Yeah, so that's it's kinda, fair. It's kind of hard. Uh, I am I am looking forward to Cloak and Dagger. Uh, but unfortunately, that is all the time that we have today. Um, yeah. Hashtag SNL men. I think that'd be it, like, right? Hey, dude, like, great pitch, dude. That was awesome, man. Thank you. That gave us so much to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry we disagreed on it. No. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, a great idea, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh before we get going, um, I'd like to thank you guys uh, for listening or watching. You're either listening to this podcast, you've listened to the whole episode, we've ranted and raved and gone on tangents, and you've been around for the whole thing, uh, or you're watching us on YouTube, uh, and that's great too. It's a little bit of an abridged episode because uh, we cut it down a little bit, get that the spicy stuff out there for you. Uh, thanks for liking uh, or watching us. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, please uh, uh, feel free, like, comment, subscribe uh, to this show. Uh, to maybe some other episodes. We have a cool WonderCon episode that came out um, a couple weeks ago uh, with some really big names like Todd Knock, Joni Brosas, uh, Terry Dodson. Um, you got Terry Dodson? We got Terry Dodson. We got an interview with Terry Dodson. Um, next week, uh, we have some guests. We talk about the new Rampage movie. Um, so if you like big gorillas, um, crocodiles, uh, flying wolves. Uh, the Rock. about that. The Rock. Uh, everybody <laughs> loves The Rock. And who doesn't? Yeah, yeah my mom loves The Rock. Uh, my mom loves The Rock. <laughs> no, my mom loves The Rock. My mom's going to fight your mom for The Rock. <laughs> yeah. uh, my mom calls herself Pebbles. <laughs> so, uh, mom, if you're out there, you're not watching it. But uh, this, but uh, uh, I know my mom's not watching, too, so it's yeah, good. It's cool. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash thekeeg. We're on Instagram and Twitter at thekeegshow. Uh, hashtag Keeg Talk if you ever want to uh, converse with us, bring up some topics. We can talk about it on the show. Uh, we are on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, uh, so feel free. Uh, pick and choose what you guys want. Um, uh, at Comic Quest here in Lake Forest, California, uh, they're going to have International Tabletop Day on April 28th, so feel free to come out, uh, see what they got to offer. Uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. Uh, Marcus, where can uh, people see you next? Um, so <clears throat> right now I'm actually doing this series of videos. It's called Celebrity Me Tomo, and uh, we are having episodes running through through May 9th okay. on our YouTube channel. So um, find us at Top Shelf Gaming, and um, you can find me personally on Twitter at Top Shelf Marcus. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Top Shelf, Top Shelf. Yeah, you can just follow my blog on WordPress. It's uh, the sisyphuslife.wordpress.com. Just follow me there for all my poems and stuff like that. Everybody how do you how do you spell sisyphus? S i s y p h u s. Right. Yes. T h. Uh, let me see here. Um, T h e s i s y p h u s l i f e dot c o m. End. Cool. <laughs> Uh, are you on Twitter, uh, Fernando? Yes, but I don't use it that much. Okay. Yeah, Instagram? Yeah. Uh, it's private. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's that's private. fair. Um, I just created a, a new Instagram. It's definitely definitely Dimitri. Uh, so as long as you know how to spell Dimitri. Uh, I wanted to have one that was kind of pared down from like just like casual stuff and, and past. Like, People are doing that now. They're having yeah. an Instagram that's like professional. I'm trying to do that, yeah. And then there's like the personal one. Yeah. Uh, I have yeah. one... That's like personal, and then and then and then one for all of my nude modeling. <laughs> oh man, uh, what is it? What is it? <laughs> it's the it's, hashtag. It's it's at Top Shelf Buttocks. PSB. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> uh, thanks, you guys, for watching uh, once again. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Keeg. <laughs>